what we're discussing last, uh, last week. We were discussing the story with the Chacham and the Tam. That's who we, we got involved in. We were discussing last time, the, the, the Tam, everything was going very well in the Tam's life. The Tam was very happy. He didn't need anything. He was, he was good exactly where he was. And then, and then suddenly there's a big rash, and the Chacham comes back to town. The Chacham, who had lived, you know, he went all around the world to become the greatest, the smartest, the wealthiest, the people that uh, the, the uh, people respect the most, suddenly decides he's coming back home. And makes a big rash. We spoke about last time that that's the whole avoid of the Chacham is he needs to make a rash because if he doesn't make a rash, no one's going to appreciate him. The Chacham needs always outside people to be able to give him his confidence. He doesn't have anything on the inside. So he makes a big rash. He lets everybody know, I'm back, I'm here. He comes with a big fancy wagon. He comes with his nice car and he comes and letting everybody know about his jobs. He lets everybody know right away, I'm a doctor. By the way, I want to let you know all the jobs that I've done, all the places that I've been. And right away, we said last time that Tom has no, the Tom doesn't get he doesn't get, uh, you know, he's not, he doesn't get chlal, you know, mushbaf, uh, mushbaf on the uh, from the chacham. He's not afraid of the chacham. Most people, like when they see the wealthy people that come into come into shul, that come into town, they take a couple steps back. They're nervous. I don't know if I could say something to him. I don't know, if, you know what I mean. I don't know if I can tell him what to do. He's he's a, he's a big veer. The time is no problem. The time comes running straight into the straight into the carriage. Gives him a big hug. He says, "No, v'sertzach, how you doing? How things going?" And he's right away without any, he's totally not afraid. He's not, he's not intimidated at all by the Chacham because he knows that the Chacham's only intimidation, only, the only reason why the Chacham intimidates people is because they allow him, they allow him to be intimidating. Right? If, the, if nobody respects the Chacham, then the Chacham has nothing. Chacham only, and you see this from the jobs that he goes to. He has Betz and he has Chacham, he has everything, but he doesn't just need Chacham. He needs Chacham that other people respect. Therefore, the Tam says, I'm not going to give you the respect that you're looking for just so that people can be afraid of you. Treat you like a regular person. Treat you like a friend. We grew up together. The fact that you now became wealthy and you're, and you're a big doctor doesn't mean anything to me. We're friends. We grew up together. You're human. I'm human. We both grew up in the same house. We're best friends growing up. And therefore, the Tam runs straight in. And it's again, this, this, this avoid of not being intimidated by people that look like, you know, big Chacham. When a person realizes that, that a person who's flaunting his wealth, a person who's flaunting his chachma, is only doing it to get, to get validation, so there's no need to get validation. We'll see, but Atzim, the chacham's so much happier with what the Tom does than anybody else in the city. We'll see that the chacham's not gonna have a place to live. And where does he go to live? He goes to live in the Tom's house. The Tom doesn't have the nicest house. He's a poor shoemaker. Why does he go live in the Tom's house? Because what does the chacham really want? Really he wants people to just see him as a human being. That's what he wants. Now everybody who, the whole, the, the, this, this is the klipa. The klipa is that what he's doing is he's portraying himself as a wealthy person and then people are respecting his wealth but then he runs into the issue of he doesn't know if anybody actually, if anybody actually likes him or people only like him because of the money that he has. So people are sitting and schmoozing with him and everyone's inviting him to his house and in the back of his mind there's the chacham so the chacham's constantly caught up in his mind. He's thinking to himself, does anybody really want to have me in the house? Or are they just asking for a donation? You know, they invite me to my house and then like, they want to stay with me and they're gonna tell me, you know, by dessert about the tzedakah organization that they have. Or they're looking, you know, so again, the Chacham can't appreciate anybody who doesn't, he needs everybody to appreciate him because of his money. But then right away he starts to thinking, so the only person made for money, they're not appreciating for me, so then he doesn't like anybody. So the one person that he actually wants to go stay by is the Tom, because the Tom is like, I don't care about your money, I don't care about your wealth, I don't care about your chachma, I don't care, you can be the biggest doctor. Let's just be friends, let's just be normal, let's move like regular human beings. And the Tom, the Chacham's so happy 
right? When you treat when you treat people like this, the people are looking for validation, you just treat them like a mensch. They're so happy. Like that's really what they want. They really just want to be treated like a normal human being, like a friend. To have people validate them and give them and give them chashivas just for who they are, as opposed to for all the external things. They they're flaunting the external things because of a lack of confidence. That's what the that's what's going on with the chacham. He doesn't have the confidence in knowing that you're good. You're good where you are. Nobody needs nobody needs to drive the next the next nicest car for people to like you. People like you just for being who you are. Stop trying to put on a show to get people to like you, and then you think that people don't like you because of the show, and then you get caught up in this you know whirlpool of constantly running around getting nicer things, but realizing that nobody really likes it. That's where the Tom runs straight in. He gives him a hug, and he just smooths with him like I mentioned. Like as we said last time, he asked him the you know the three most important words. He says mata isa, mata isa, right? There's two questions you can ask somebody. You can ask somebody, what do you do? And that's not the question that the Tom asks the Chacham. He says, what are you doing? Not what do you do. What do you do means what kind of job do you have? Okay, you're involved in this video, real estate, you're nursing homes, cash advance, you're, you're, you're in law maintenance. What, what, what are you in? He doesn't ask him, what do you do? He says, what are you doing? I don't care what kind of job you have. You're the biggest doctor, the biggest stone cutter, the biggest gold refiner. What, do you, what are you doing? Tachlas, tachlas. You went away for 20 years. What are you doing? Did anything come of you? Did anything, did anything take place? Have you changed as a person? Or is it all just external? You're just riding in this nice carriage and you're just riding with a nice degree, a bunch of degrees hanging around you. What are you doing? And that right away shakes up the chacham because he, here he's expecting everybody to stand 10 feet back. Here he's coming in with the whole rash. Expecting everybody to be afraid and intimidated of him. The Tom's not only not intimidated, he runs straight into the carriage and asks him the last question in the world that he wants to hear. What are you doing? Tachlis, what are you doing with your life? And again, this, this, this is, we'll see that the Chacham ends up coming to live at the time. This is the back and forth, because ultimately, the ultimate yichad is when the, when the Chacham and the Tam come together. And he says, he says, which means this Chacham didn't appreciate anybody. Nobody was good enough for him. Here's a Meshuganish, an Idmila Meshugan. The guy, mom is crazy. Here's a crazy, he's not intimidated by me. He comes with his tattered jacket, gives me a hug as if he's my best friend. You move away from me, get away from me, and you ask me, Mata, I said, what are you doing? He, the guy's a Meshuggah Ach, ach, nevertheless, Afal Pikein. Machmas ahavas ne'urim ha'gedolim sh'ayi b'neim. Ha'yim ha'karvoy. He says, you know what, listen, we're one time friends, and I'll vote you, you could sit next to me. And he travels with him into the ear, which is already a big ticket for the Chacham. Because the Chacham's constantly worried about self-image. That's the only thing the Chacham cares about. He cares about the way other people view him. Now, just imagine what this looks like. Here's the Chacham. He makes a rush. He's coming back into town. This is his first entry back into his little village. He's trying to show off as much as possible. He needs as much validation from other people as he could get. And who's sitting next to him? The biggest love, the Meshuggah. Everyone in town, even the Bilder Nachacham, think this guy's a Meshuggah. He's eating a piece of bread and telling you it's a piece of steak. He's going around with a little ripped raincoat and telling you it's a fur coat. He's a Meshuggah. People think he's a Meshuggah. He's the happiest guy in town. Right, that's why they think he's a Meshuggah, because he's talking to the happiest guy in town. He's able to have real simcha. They think he's a Meshuggah. And here the Chacham is going to come riding in with the Tom next to him on, on, on his, you know, in, the same, in the same carriage. It, it takes a lot of bittel, and it's ready. This is the beginning of the ticket for the Chacham, is that he's already willing to say, okay, I want to hear what the Tom has to say. The Tom seems like he's happy. Seems like he did something over the past 20 years while I was running around getting degrees, and he lets him sit next to him. And I'll see him here. He goes with him inside the ear. Now, Rachman explains, these two balabatim, meaning, right? At the beginning of the story, remember that it started off with two fathers who were very wealthy, with these two children, the Chacham and the Tam. They both died while the Chacham was traveling around, doing all of his, tra- 
the Chacham's father died and the Tam's father died. They left over the houses as Yerusha for their kids. The Tam was able to go into his father's house. He was able to Yerush his father's house. That's where he lived there. What happened to the Chacham? There was nobody there. He didn't even know that his father was Nifter. By the time he found out his father was Nifter and he left him over the house, he didn't have the ability to be able to send a, you know, a letter back to get somebody to take over the house. What happened was is he left his house and his house ended up it was a gorgeous house as a mansion but eventually it turns into ruins. It's like the house in South Lake that house there is a huge gorgeous house but nothing's been built in there for like like 20, at least 20, I remember when I was a Bacha in, in Yeshiva over here, it was still, it was empty, right? So it's a gorgeous house, but if there's nothing done with it, so eventually weeds start growing in it and Pchever start hanging out in there and eventually it starts with graffiti, you know, gets sprayed all over there. Eventually it turns into shambles and they, you know, eventually at a certain point they say, okay, it's not good, let's rip down the house, got the whole thing and start all over again. And that's what happened. The Tom cut the Tom, he has a house. He got a house as Yerusha from his father. He has a nice house. The Chacham doesn't have a house. He comes back and his house is totally done. What's the Oymek? This is my Machshava I had, I had last week. Uh, could be the, I don't know, again, we could say I have many, many Purushim in this. But could be the Pshad is like this. The, w- w- what's the Chilak between the Chacham and the Tam? The Chilak between the Chacham and the Tam is that the ultimate Avoida of a Yid is to, be, is to get your father's house, but to be Yerusha and to make it into your own. What the Chacham doesn't do is the Chacham says, I don't want what my father gave me. My father gave me over a house. He is moving far, far away from the village. As far as he can get away from Lakewood, that's where he's going. He wants to be in the other end of the world. He wants to go to Italy. He wants to learn Latin. He wants to become a doctor. He doesn't want to be living in the little village. He says, anything my father gave me, I want to have no shaykhs to. And Mimelo, when he comes back home to live there, when he actually wants to live there, there's nothing left. There's nothing left. He has absolutely nothing. He doesn't, Pasha doesn't have a house to live in. He doesn't have a place to sleep. What does the Tom do? The Tom says, I have my father's house. But I don't want it either to remain just my father's house. He goes into his father's house for Yerusha and his Yerusha. Which means that the ultimate avoid of a Yid is not to be able to say, I'm going to build a new house. Not to be able to say, I'm going to run away from my father's house. The ultimate avoid of a Yid is to be able to take his father's house and to make Yerusha on it. The Pasuk says, If it's Zekeli, if it's my Rabbani Shalom, Vanveyu, like Chazal Darjan, Anivahu. Vanveyu is Lashan Anivahu, then I'm one with the Rabbani Shalom. If it's only a Leke Avi, if the only God that I'm serving, if I'm only involved in base Avi, I'm only involved in my father's house and I did, wasn't Yerushit, then it's, be, then, then it's a Leke Avi, Varemimenu. Then it's all the way, it's uplifted, it's hard, it's far away from me. It's, uh, there is a Rabbani Shalom up there, up there in Himmel, but he's not down here with me. The only way I can get to Va'anivahu is when I take everything that I had and I'm Yerusha. Right, people, I was just talking to somebody last week. He said, you know, talking about people growing spiritually. He said, it's very afraid. You know, people are very afraid. They're afraid of change. They're afraid of, you know, looking different and acting different. I said, that's not what spiritual change means. Spiritual change doesn't mean that a person goes from, you know, a certain mahalach and then he changes and now suddenly he puts on a bekashar. He puts on a down ad. He changed. That's not what spiritual change means. Spiritual change means that you put on the same period of film that your father put on and your grandfather put on and your great grandfather put on. He came the same Shabbos that they kept. He dove on the same Shemana Asrit. Everything's the same. But you're but you're nichnas the base of a yersha, but you're yersha. You make it yours. You're able to take that which your parents gave you, that which your previous generations gave you, that which your shechuna gave you, and you're able to make it into your own. That's the ultimate. That's what the Tom says. The Tom says, yeah, I don't want to just live with my father's Yiddish guy. I don't want to live with that. It's not work. It's not mine. I want it to be mine. I want to go through the process of making Yiddish guy my own. And therefore, he's nichnas the base of the Chacham says, I don't want any shaykhs to it. But you're a fool, because what happens? You come back home and there's nothing there. You have nowhere to sleep that night. Right? He's, he's going to be running around to hotels. There's nowhere to sleep, because he cut off all of his ties with everything that came from him. The Ikra avoid this. Take all the Maserah, take everything that's there, 
and make it into your own, make it Yerusha, right? Shtit by Yitzchak Avinu. There's a lot of psukim which talk about Yitzchak being chayfer ba'eris. So shtit in the pasuk, Yitzchak was chayfer ba'eris, ashachafer Avram. Yitzchak was chayfer ba'eris, which means Avram Avinu, Avram Avinu built his own house. Avram Avinu was in the avoid of building houses. He ran away from Terach, and he needed to. You don't want anything to do with Terach. Terach, Terach, Moich Ravoid You want to stay as far away from Terach as possible. Avram Avinu built a house. Yitzchak's brought up. In a house of in a house of Avram and Sarah. he doesn't need to build a house. He, he has the houses already made for him. What does Yitzchak do? He's chayfer be'eris. He digs wells, but he digs the same wells that Avram Avinu dug. He doesn't dig new wells. He doesn't change things. He digs the same wells. Not only that, Shaitan Pasik, he calls it the same names that his father did. He also calls it a Shabbos and a Tefillin. Everything's the same. Nothing changed. He doesn't change his lavosh. Doesn't change his nusach. Doesn't change his minik. Everything looks the same, but it's his. Yitzchak Avinu is chayfer be'eris, and that's the avoid of the time. The time says, I want to live in the same shechuna I was brought up in. I want to live with the same asayra. I want to live with the same yiddishkeit. I just want to make nichnas the base aviv yarshen to be yarshen. That's the difference in the chacham and tam. Chacham has nowhere to sleep because he cut off all of his ties with everything before. And the tam has a place to sleep because he took the, he took everything that he got and he was yarshen and made it his own. We'll see see tomorrow, Mitzvah. What happens when the chacham is looking for a place to sleep? What uh, what happens in along the journey?